Hi there and thanks for joining us. On this week's episode, we get reaction to Budget 2022, what it means for you and what it means for businesses in Cork and news of a great opportunity if you are a retailer. I'm Jonathan Healy and this is Red Business. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast. This week we learned how the government is planning on spending a budget package that's worth pretty eye-watering 4.7 billion euro, but what does it mean for your personal finances and the other people around you in your lives, including the pension? To talk us through the implications of budget 2022, we're joined by Kieran McAuliffe, a director with ProVest Private Clients Limited. Kieran, you're welcome to the podcast. Hi, Jonathan. Thanks uh, for having me on. So, look, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of uh, media attention around the budget in the last 24 hours. So, look, uh, delighted to give a little bit of a, a bit of a synopsis for for you and your listeners. I, I've been around a while, and I've seen good budgets and bad. I think this one is erring on the better side of things, insofar as there wasn't that many cuts, if any at all, and everybody seemed to get a little bit of something. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. There's a, a little bit for a lot of people. Um, I mean, I suppose from a social welfare sp- perspective, the the, the 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 big area that was focused upon really was the increase in welfare payments by five euros per week. Uh, and additionally, the living alone allowance increased by three euros per week per, for individuals. Um, and the fuel allowance increased by five euros from midnight. And I suppose that kind of coincides with a lot of talk around increases in gas prices, electricity prices and, and, and inflation, which is very much in the media at the moment. But I suppose the one thing to take from those increases, Jonathan, is that I mean, a five euro increase per week is not keeping people up in line with inflation. And uh, it was one thing that's come about in the US that just for comparison purposes in the last 24 hours is that the US has increased their uh, state pension by 5.9%, which is considerably more than the increase that's been allowed here in this country. So, Mm. I mean, inflation is a very important word because we haven't had it for quite some time. and, And that probably has insulated us from the shock of inflation. So we might say oh 13 euros if you're a fully qualifying pensioner uh, per week seems like a lot but it'll be eaten into quite quickly won't it it will significantly and i suppose additionally you know if you're if you're if you're paying tax on, on top of that jonathan you know uh, five quid a week isn't going to take you isn't going to take you too far particularly with the cost of one's day-to-day um expenses going up significantly uh, particularly in comparison to what is what what's been there for the last number of years that's the older end of the spectrum. Let's talk about the working end of the spectrum now. Um, I, I genuinely didn't think as 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 a PAYE contributor that I, I would benefit in any shape or form, but it turns out that I'm going to probably have an extra few bob in my pocket at the end of the year. Yeah, that's right. So I suppose one, 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 one kind of standout thing that we've taken from the budget is um, people working from home. Obviously, this is an area that's increased significantly in the last 18 months on foot of the pandemic. And uh, there's the income tax deduction 
amounting to 30% of vouch expenses for heat, electricity, and broadband incurred while working from home. So that's an area that, that anybody who is working from home, either on a part-time basis or on a full-time basis, should certainly be looking into. Um, there was already a, um, a deduction in place. I think it was in, in about 10%, so that's increased significantly. Additionally, the rate bands have increased for somebody who's on the um, the standard rate. So it's gone from it's 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 gone up by 1500 uh, quid, so it's gone from thirty five thousand three hundred up to thirty six thousand eight hundred. There's been an increase in the minimum wage, and it's gone up by thirty cents to ten euros fifty per hour. So, in other words, everybody, as I said, gets a little bit, but inflation is going to eat into that. And government were particularly aware of that. I'd imagine the old reliables that didn't hit alcohol, they did hit cigarettes. The carbon tax is coming. It's it, it's kind of in many ways seen as it's positive and painted as a positive but we are running to stand still aren't we well perhaps even going backwards Jonathan I mean the one thing that I've taken from listening to Michal Martin um, uh, Pascal Donoghue and Michael McGraw over the last 24 hours is that yeah they are they are quite um, quite open that um, that uh, the rate of inflation is higher than a lot of these increases but they're 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 very much of the view that yeah it's 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 there and it's it's a case of just suck it up there's there's, there's nothing more in the coffers from the state perspective mm. to be giving out. What about pensions? Because you, you, we talked about pensioners and the state pension. Is there any change coming? Because the, there's a big drive to get people to sign up to pensions at a younger age. Uh, it, it hasn't happened at any point to date. Anything in this budget that might indicate it's going to happen no, from no, here no, out? Abs- abs- absolutely nothing. I mean, look, there, there was there was some changes that were anticipated. They haven't come about. So they might come about in the Finance Act, which is due to be announced in the next 10 days. Um, I mean, the government made a big play about auto-enrollment back in 2019, and it was to be implemented by 2022 that hasn't taken place and it's definitely not going to take place in 2022 um, it's going to be many many years i think at this stage you know before before anything happens in that regard um i guess tax tax um the, the, the rate of a person can get um tax relief on their pension contributions hasn't changed either again there had been some talk over the last few years that there will be some sort of an equalization in that regard but nothing has happened there thankfully um but i suppose the, well, you, the, you're a demographics guy though okay you're looking at this going well we have a problem coming don't we uh, if, if we don't have people paying into pensions there's a big problem jonathan i mean the the the, the pension commission recommended that the state pension age is increased by three months each year commencing in 2028, reaching 67 in 2031, with further increases of three months every second year reaching 68 by 2039. So Mm. look, there's going to be a much greater emphasis on um, state pension over the next few years. Right. So in other words, if if you do have a few extra bob in your pocket, don't spend it. Hold on to it, whatever you do. Garrett, how how can people contact you guys in Provest if they're looking for advice in the area of private pensions? Yeah, so, so you can just log on to our website provest.ie p-r-o-v-e-s-t.ie and we'd be delighted to talk to anybody who has any queries from a pension perspective Alright, Karen McAuliffe Director of Provest thanks so much for joining us Thanks Jonathan Red Business All that's best about business in Cork So that's what it means for you the individual but what does it mean for small business Um, and they've had a pretty torrid year uh, and and are desperately trying to come out of it Kevin Hurley is the Vice President of the Cork Business Association Kevin how are you? Hi Jonathan how are you? 
I'm good. Uh, we were just saying there that there was a, a little bit of everything for the individual in there, but not a huge amount of anything. What was it like for the business community? Um, well, Jonathan, I was on a, a separate call this morning with the Business Association, and we kind of all agree that it's the budget that gave a little, but not a lot. Uh, one person kind of compared it to uh, being out in the down in the Atlantic Pond or the lot throwing a few breadcrumbs at, at the birds. You know, you're giving them a little bit, but you're not giving them a lot. But you know, overall, it, it's 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 reasonably okay. You know, we got the VAT rate uh, maintained at nine percent until until August. We did want that until uh, the end of the year. We obviously got the employment wage subsidy scheme remaining until the 30th of April. That was something we tried to push out to the end of June. So if you see where I'm coming at, we got we got a certain amount of what we wanted, but we didn't get all of what we wanted. Mm, I mean, that, that cushion of the EWSS, even though it is tapering off, I mean, that is a bit of a safety blanket, particularly for businesses that, that haven't fully recovered. Absolutely. Um, I think I was talking to a publican, the other day, and uh, his words were there was going to be a bloodbath next year when that when that is finally cut off because um, you know there's a lot of guys who are really really dependent on it. Um, thankfully, my own business isn't, but um, you know when that does go, guys are going to be left to stand on their own two feet, and there's going to be a certain amount of businesses, unfortunately, that they're envisaging will close as a result of that. Mm-hmm. We're always looking to see well what else could happen, what other factors could be at play. The commercial rates waiver. I mean, that has been a huge thing. The the city council or the county council not rocking up and saying, how's it going, lads? Here's your rates bill. Um, that, that waiver is going to be there till the end of the year. But if those rates come back next year and come back in the, the full-throated form that they previously existed in, is that going to cause a problem? Well, I suppose it's part and parcel of every day doing business in Cork City. The, the rates are what they are. You know, when we're doing our budgets every year, we, we put those... You know, we put our the amount of our rates to go in, just like our rent and our wages and all the other um, business expenses that are out there. So, you know, it is what it is. Like the pandemic, hopefully, is is, is pretty much behind us. Touch wood. Um, and you know, things are going to have to get back to normal. And you know, the, the streets need to be lit. The Christmas decorations need to be put up on the street. The the refuse guys need to be paid. The council need the council is a business at the end of the day, and they need the rates. So you know, I, I'm I, I'll be paying my rates from January the first, and I hope that most of the other uh, or all of the other businesses in in Cork would be pay, would be paying as well. You know. Mm. Well, what about those lovely seats that we've put outside that are currently there rent free? Um, and and they've popped up everywhere, and they've made the city really, really enjoyable to be in again. What happens if they start charging for them next year? Oh, gee, I, d- I don't know, Jonathan, you, you got me on that one. Um, I would think that Cork City Council, being very astute as they are, will not start charging exorbitant amounts of money to the likes of the restaurants on Princess Street and Pembroke Street and those other streets because it has completely transformed the city. We are head and shoulders above any other city in Ireland. I've got a lot of friends um, with central businesses in Dublin and Galway and other places and that, and they're saying... You know, what's in the water in Cork? What are you doing down there that the council have been so proactive in letting those seats out onto the street? And and one guy said to me, you know, it's like walking down the street in Barcelona or Nice on a nice summer's day when you see all these seats outside. So I, know, I my answer to that, Jonathan, would be I don't think the council will come after people asking for exorbitant uh, amounts of money for having seats outside their door. And even at that, it was, it, even before the pandemic, it wasn't that expensive. Like, 
to have seats outside the door wouldn't have been as, bi- as big as your, for example, your commercial rates. Well, I presume you corrected your man to say the Cork is far nicer than Nice or Barcelona uh, and, and will remain so regardless of the weather in the middle of November. Um, the other thing that changed, of course, is the national minimum wage. That's gone up 30 cent. It's kind of thing that a lot of retailers, small uh, retailers in particular, small businesses will say, well, it, anything that puts the squeeze on the bottom line is going to hurt us. Is 30 cent reasonable? I think it's reasonable, Jonathan, yeah. It was pretty much envisaged that it was going to happen. Um, You know, the the cost of living is is going through the roof. We all know that. There's another, whatever it is, 150 or 2 euros on your tank of diesel as of today, 50 cent on a pack of cigarettes. You know, the heating, everything. For the first time even in 10 years, we're seeing food inflation in our business. We had certain price increases on certain commodities within food that we would have never seen 10 years ago. So come back to what you're asking, the 10, 50, 30 cent. Yeah, I think it's, 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 it was necessary, yeah. Hmm. Um, how is business in the city centre now? Uh, nice and Barcelona comparisons <laughs> aside, you guys have your fingers on the pulse there because you are so central. I'm presuming there's a lot more footfall. It feels relatively normal, I have to say, when I'm walking through town. Oh, it is. It's, the uh, business has been very, very good since uh, kind of May, June, when things started to open up. Like my own business, the central business, you know, we're, we're reliant on footfall. We're reliant on the person coming in to get their nails done or their hair done or going to buy their shoes and Brown Thomas or pennies or whatever it is, we're reliant on those people. So when those businesses are open and when the pubs and the restaurants on Princess Street, et cetera, when they're all open, then, you know, we're open for business then and we, they're, they're our customers. So overall, we're very happy. We'd be actually, our business would be slightly up on 2019, which is really great. And just looking back on the chaotic experience that we had, uh, during the COVID pandemic. Is is there a little bit of confidence there now? Not a lot, but just a bit of confidence that we're on the right track here. I think so. I think we're definitely on the right track. You know, we, people have learned an awful lot about themselves and they've learned an awful lot about business, um, you know, throughout the pandemic. Um, it's not going to lie to you. It's been, it's been very tough. There was a lot of days there it was tough enough coming into work, you know, and you're trying to keep staff and managers motivated and all of that kind of stuff. And they are, I can't say enough about them. They're fantastic uh, people that I have working for me, but they're they're really happy now. Now they're fatigued. There's a certain amount of fatigue there um, because it's, we're finding it very hard to get staff at the moment. But, the you know, the, the general consensus among uh, the staff and the management within the company is that, you know, it's, it's good and the future is certainly bright. Okay, well, on that positive note, we will leave it for now. Kevin Hurley, the Vice President of the Cork Business Association. Thank you so much for joining us on Red Business, Kevin. Thank you, Jonathan. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast. If you are the owner or a manager of a small retail or consumer-facing business in Cork, you do need to listen up. The City Council's Leo is preparing a half-day event where you can get expert advice and support on your focus, your strategy, and that's then followed up with an on-site visit and an assessment. It's all happening, uh, kicking off at least on Wednesday, October 20th next. And to tell us more about it, we've Paul McGurk, Head of Enterprise at the Cork City Leo and James Burke from James Burke and Associates. Gentlemen, you're both very welcome to Red Business. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks, Jonathan. Uh, Paul, to begin with you, this idea has worked in the past, hasn't it? 
it has need. Um, I suppose we've been working with retail. Retail is the second largest employer in, in the city. Um, we've been working for many years and James, James Burke and, and, and co have been a friend of Leo for many years and ran several different programs, customer service programs and these type programs over the years. And we felt uh, particularly as businesses have come out of the last 18 months that what they've been through, it was timely to uh, run a program like this again. Yeah, and of course, retail, well, that's uh, that's been one heck of a roller coaster for the last little, little while, hasn't it? Absolutely. I mean, obviously, the word pivot has been used a lot, but a lot of uh, retailers have had to go online and really up their game at that end. But, I mean, it's great to see there's um, a lot of business around the city at the moment and, and even some new retailers opening up. But, yeah, they've been through a roller coaster. Yeah, and it's been a learning experience for them as well uh, because we've seen companies emerge stronger. It's hard to think that you could go from a position where everything had to close to some companies having learned so much that they're looking forward with real confidence, Paul. But that's what's after happening in some cases. Absolutely. I suppose for years um, we've been talking about bricks and clicks and people having to combine their online presence with their uh, bricks and mortar shop. But obviously the last year has um, meant people have moved, had to move even quicker, but it has opened up new markets to people. We've had uh, some clients there who have, there's no boundaries now, no geographic boundaries to where they can sell when they sell online. And it is about combining the experience within the shop and that online presence. And we're finding the retailers uh, that combine that experience best are, are, are thriving. Um, James, let's talk about your company, first of all, James Burke & Associates. What do you do? So I suppose my original background, although I live in Dublin, I'm from Bantry in West Cork and started my retail career in the local SuperValue and went on to spend 20 more years in, in SuperGwin, which was a, a great school of retail. And for the last 16 or 18 years, we've been working cross-sector with retailers and and in many cases owner-operated retail businesses sometimes we're fortunate to work with the bigger chains as well but a lot of the clients are are owner-operated and i suppose it's in short it's an outside view coming into the business particularly at as a peak time of trading approaches to give a view and we have a we have a view on what's happening both domestically and internationally and it's to prompt some thoughts and sometimes to ask what might sound like a super stupid question but triggers something with the owner and we have that benefit of seeing with so many others what they're doing yeah the thing of course is uh retail any business uh you you have somebody in there who's working really long hours um and sometimes struggles to see the wood for the trees and that can be above all sectors. We always hear about the working on the business and working in the business. But of course, retail lends itself to that. And very often, a customer has an expectation that they see the owner, or that the owner will serve them. And it's to get that balance right and try and just take a small amount of time to say, where's the bigger picture going? Do I need to change the business a little? And this program not alone accommodates the traditional retailer, but if someone has a cafe, restaurant, or in general, a consumer facing businesses, the program is suitable for anyone in that space. And that's a good thing uh, because retail is a broad church. I mean, we, we talked a little bit about food retail and, and that's the one thing for me that has undergone this massive renaissance that people started to value the idea of sitting outside. Um, and for years, we realised that outside was cold and we didn't necessarily like it. But for a small investment, people have seen a great return on that during the pandemic, as we came out of the pandemic and for the future, whatever that might be. Outdoors is a thing. And guess what? Customers like it. Exactly. And the, the interesting case study is going to be over the next, say, four months. 
Um, I see several places now even doing further weatherproofing of the outside because there's a cohort of customers saying, actually, I like being outside or for various reasons, I don't want to be inside. So I think that's a that's a positive change that probably has come and will stay with us, uh, certainly whether it's 12 months of the year or certain months of the year uh, to be seen. Yeah. So what do you do then when you get involved or want to kind of run the rule over a business? Uh, what does James Burke do? Do you sit on their shoulder for, for three hours and tell them what they're doing wrong? Well, it's 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 very much a two-way process, and I suppose what we tried to do, and the, 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 with this program where the owner is welcoming the visit, we will be on site. If they want it by Zoom, of course, we'll do that, but preferably we'll be on site. So usually we'd start, we'd walk the premises, understand the business. The owner might want to share figures and trading performance, and out of that will come um, a series of checks that we would do with them in terms of, you know, where are they at, how strong are they at in the some of the aspects social, um, getting their message out there. Um, and it's it's that series of checks that then flushes out the opportunities. And you know, very often the owner knows them, but the benefit is that actually someone else has said what they're thinking themselves, and that's what spurs them into the action. They're left then with an action plan, and that action plan might keep them busy for the six months of, of next year. But I think the, the big benefit of the programme is they have the short session online together, the three hours together uh, online, hearing each other's uh, challenges and opportunities, and then that bespoke visit, which will kind of lift up all of the parts of the business and pinpoint where the opportunities are. I'm sure that this is a service that incurs a fee, but Paul McGurk, in you come to the rescue uh, for the businesses who might take up on this. How much is this going to cost the people who contact you through the Leo? Yes, uh, Jonathan, uh, like, like all our training programs, we heavily discounted. So it's 50 euros for um, for the overall program. So that includes the trail webinar and two hours one-to-one visit uh, with James, uh, preferably in, 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 your, uh, in your outlet, as James said, but it could be online as well. So 50 quid, it's, it's not a huge investment. No, not at all. Uh, yeah. So no, uh, and we find we find the greatest feedback from from James's this type of program is it's very practical. People get a practical list of actions. It's not theory, and James has been there and done that as well. Yeah. So uh, the the type of businesses that you're looking to get now are the ones who are probably ramping up, who are looking to the next, let's say, window of two months. Not it's nearly two months, believe it or not, to Christmas. Um, so this is a busy time for them, but that doesn't mean they should exclude this opportunity. No, yeah. and we, we, we realize retailers are time poor, but this is quite, you know, now it's, it's a three-hour webinar and then it's a one-to-one with, for two hours within your shop. So it, if people can invest that time, it'll be well worth it because it will give them a plan and some really practical advice and, and how to improve sales and profitability over the next few months. James, I come from a retail family. Uh, I'm the black sheep who ended up doing this for a living. Um, but uh, I know the one thing about retailers, they're very slow to listen sometimes to opinions that are contrary to the opinions that they hold themselves. It's, you know, that's the reason why they are retailers, is they, they see value in what they do and how it is delivered. How responsive are they if you turn around and say, do you know what, now you might do a little bit better if you did it this way? I think there's a, I, I, there's always a, a, a point, it's a bit like a season, saw tipping over at these meetings that I, I I see and sometimes you might feel you're not making progress and suddenly there's something that you say that will hit a chord strike a chord with that owner to say actually 
you know, this is right. And from that moment on, it's a much easier conversation about saying in a constructive way. I will always say to a business owner, look, if if you're a shoe shop retailer, you are the expert in shoes. I'm not that expert. However, what I have the benefit of is traveling around so many different consumer facing businesses is to be able to have that checklist to say, well, what about this? And would that apply? And if the first 10 don't apply, that's okay. Just consider them. Uh, but maybe the next 10 apply in that case. And I think that's a that's a big advantage for any business uh, doing this program is, if nothing else, a sense check on where you're at. No retailer, no matter even the bigger ones, will have to be ticking all mm. the boxes all the time. And it's to bring those other things up to the, the top of the list, including the role of online now, because online has changed over the 18 months. People were seeking out online 18 months ago because they had no other choice. Now you have to work harder to get them and you have to apply that online formula and, and, and be using some of the software okay. and some of the other marketing tips. So to get involved, Paul McGurk, how do they go about doing it? If they go onto our website, localenterprise.ie forward slash Cork City, and they'll find it very easily on the on the uh, training page there. Okay, just search it up uh, for the Cork City Leo site, and it no doubt will be there. It's taking place on Wednesday, October the 20th. That's the webinar. The other bits will follow afterwards. Paul McGurk, Head of Enterprise at the Leo, and James Burke from James Burke & Associates. Gentlemen, thank you both so much for joining us. Fantastic. Thank, thank you, Jonathan. My thanks as always to all of my guests. Don't forget you can download every episode right now from redextra.ie. Kira McDonald was the producer and we'll catch you on the next one. Red Business. All that's best about business in Cork 